Hi, everyone. You're listening to Church Girl Rehab with your host, myself, Natasha Ingman. Hi, everyone. I just want to start out with my normal appreciations. I appreciate you. You are wanted. You are loved. You are enough. (laughs) So this morning during my quiet time, I actually treated myself to a cup of coffee. I've been uh, doing a hot tea um, as I haven't been feeling good, as you can kind of still hear a little bit in my voice. But uh, so I treated myself to a coffee and I turned on some music and Matt Stell prayed for you was on. Um, I don't know if you know who Matt Stell is. He is a country music artist. I am a huge country music fan. I grew up in the 90s listening to country music like Garth and and George and Shania. (laughs) So I I love my country music very much so. Uh, So listening to Matt Stell, he's a smaller artist, but uh, you guys should still go check him out, especially the song after you listen to this podcast. So it's prayed for you. And in this song, he talks about how he didn't know his person, his future spouse, if you will, but he was still praying for that person. He talks about how he's not a in the church pew every Sunday kind of person, but he's still a believer. And certain lines in that song were just sticking out to me so much. And I know it doesn't necessarily go along with our series, but I just felt on my heart that I wanted to share a little story. And I think during this quarantine time, now that I'm feeling better, I think I kind of want to do that this during this time. So I think I want to extend my podcast to not just once a week, but two times a week. So we'll still have our regular um, podcast episode where I stay on our our season's theme, but I think I'm going to come in later in the week and just share a story or something that's been on my heart or something I've learned just to kind of, one, give you something else to do on a particular day during this time, but also hopefully a source of encouragement. Um, So back to the Matt Stell song. The first thing that really stuck out to me was the line about how he is not in the church pew twice on Sunday, but he's still a believer. And this this could kind of go along with our theme. Do we feel like just because we're not as active or because church isn't our entire world. And I mean that in a good way. Don't take me wrong. Uh, that we don't count as true believers. Do we not count as Christians because we're not on worship team? We're not doing children's ministry and we only go in on Sunday, listen to the message go to a few events here and there throughout the year. We stay connected relatively, but 
our circle of friends isn't in church. And this is something that I was really, I really have been thinking about honestly lately, because if you would have met 20 year old Tasha, my husband (laughs) in a loving way would have said that I was very one dimensional and I would agree with him. I was very one dimensional. I, had no hobbies, interest, anything outside of church. I didn't have any friends outside of church. I was at church almost seven days a week sometimes during holiday season when there was Christmas plays and youth group events and parties. I was at church just about six to seven days a week. I had, that was my entire world, my scope of life and of Uh, ministry and and such was so was just in that building in those four walls now I'm, I'm not saying if that's your life that that's wrong I'm just saying that there's many different forms of how faith manifests and how your faith looks for individuals for me I have great friends inside the church I really do I have lovely friends. Uh, One of my old youth kids is actually one of my really good friends, I would say. She lived down the street from me. (laughs) I dated her brother. (laughs) I was in a roundabout way, the girl next door. Um, So I've been in her life for a really long time, and I just adore her. I've mentioned her and her husband before. I I love them to pieces. Um, So I have friends inside the church. Um, but at this point in my life, I'm not that 20 year old girl anymore. I'm going to be 32 in a couple of weeks. Um, and I just have lived life outside of the church and I've had a relationship with Jesus outside of going to church. Now, mind you, it was a little rocky, but I don't think... That'll be a story for a different day, but most of you have heard it. I just don't think that there's one way to be a really good Christian or have a really good relationship with Jesus. And that's something that I want to put out there on this podcast, just because I'm venturing back into church, which is more of a forgiveness and restoration um, season for me doesn't mean that that's what everyone's journey looks like. And I just want to, again, just put that out there for somebody who listens to this podcast. Just because you're not going to go in full force doesn't mean that your faith isn't as strong as it once was. It could actually be stronger. Just because you're not a twice on Sunday in the pews person doesn't mean that your faith isn't as good as the person that does that. The person who's on worship and does children's ministry and is there on Wednesday nights. That's just their journey and that's just what they need for their relationship with Jesus. We need to realize that there's no right or or wrong way to necessarily do this. That Your relationship with Jesus is your relationship with Jesus. 
and we should be trying to find community with like-minded believers. I wholeheartedly believe that. But for me, I think I've come to a point where I realize that I'm never going to be 21 or 20-year-old Tasha again. I'm going to be 32-year-old Tasha right now. And 32-year-old Tasha loves Jesus. I love the people inside of my church. I, I honestly do. I love them. I love how they fit into my story and my life. How at certain points they helped me in my relationship with Jesus and my walk and my faith. I love that. I love all the coffee talks with my pastor's wife. I, I, I love her. I love that I can go up on Sunday and get prayer from my mom's best friend. That's just small town life, though. <laughs> um, but I also really love my friends outside of church. Now, I don't mean this in a negative way. I mean this in a very positive way. But the friends that I was always praying for, Sunday barbecues and the Christmas parties and the group texts and just finding an excuse to hang out and have dinner with each other group of friends. I found that outside of church. I found my true community in friendships outside of church. Now, my two best friends are very strong believers. We, All three of us have a strong background in ministry. We've all done youth ministry. We've all been basically youth pastors, if you will. Um, I wasn't actually a pastor, but the amount of work that I was doing was pastoral level <laughs> at certain points. So, pastoral level at some points, but... I found my community of like-minded believers outside of church. And I just want to let people know that that's possible. I want you to go into church if that's something that God is calling you to do. I want you to be the twice on Sunday person if that's what God is is asking you to do in, his, in your guys' relationship. But if that's not the path that he's taking you on, I don't want you to feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough. Oh, I'm not faithful enough. I'm not sister super Christian, like I've said before. I want you to know that like your faith is your faith and your journey is your journey. And if God wants you to go to church on Sunday and go to events here and there, find you know, a few people from church that you want to be friends with outside of church. <laughs> but your main group of friends isn't in church and your your ministry is loving on your family and loving on your friends that don't go to church. Then that is good enough. That is good. That is great, even. You know? Everybody deserves to have, we don't deserve, but everybody should get a little slice of Jesus in there every day. And if your 
friends, little slice of Jesus every day is you, then that's amazing. That is one of the most amazing things you can do with your life. That's something I wanted to share on my heart with you guys. Because I think it's important for some to hear. Some that are the twice on Sunday need to hear that the person that isn't that person doesn't need you to come up and try and get them, rope them into a million different things. Doesn't mean that they don't love God. Doesn't mean that they're struggling in their faith. Just means that theirs looks a little different than yours. And that's great. Because when you look at the tapestry of a church, every little square of a quilt is different. And But that's what makes it beautiful. So every little person in church who has a different walk and a different way to walk with Jesus is beautiful. So that's the first thing <laughs> 13 minutes in that stood out to me about that song. Um, but then I also wanted to share a little fun tidbit that the song just reminds me of. I don't know if I've shared this before on my YouTube channel or um, on this podcast, but before I met my husband, I was dead set on being a wife. I knew the kind of guy I was going to marry. I knew the kind of relationship I was going to have. And I prayed for that. I had basically been praying for my husband since I was three years old and I dressed up as a bride for Halloween. I knew I wanted to get married and I knew I wanted to find my person, my teammate in life, my husband, the love of my life I knew I wanted to find. So I prayed very actively for him. I would say almost a couple times a day I would pray for my husband, even growing up as a kid. Just, Lord, let him have a good day. Even just little things like that. Let him know that it's me when he finally meets me, Lord. Let me know it's him when I finally meet him, Lord. Lord, keep him safe today. Just those little things. So I'd pray for him in those little ways, but... I... This one particular night of prayer, of praying for him, just really sticks out. And I really just want to share that with you. I was about 22 years old. I was heavily into my party scene at this point. Going out almost every night of the week in a little crop top. (laughs) drinking way too many Bud Lights or Malibu and Pineapples. And I remember this was like a Wednesday night. It was like the one night a week I didn't go out was Wednesday for some reason. I live in a small town. There was nothing to do on Wednesday. (laughs) But I remember laying in bed one night and I just started sobbing. Just absolutely sobbing and crying out to the Lord Going, God, I'm done. I'm done trying to find this guy. I have terrible luck in relationships. No one ever wants me past a certain time. 
all the things that they start out liking about me, they, they end up, that's why they break up with me. I had one boyfriend who loved my sarcastic humor, but then he just couldn't hang <laughs> with it after. Um, I have not changed my humor. I just got rid of that guy. But, uh, I was just sobbing and crying out to the Lord. I think so loudly that my dog got very concerned and he was like laying on top of me thinking that something terrible was happening. Um, and I was just praying, crying out to the Lord. And then I, during my time of prayer, I probably was praying for a good hour like this. And during this time, I get this like vision from the Lord. And in this vision from the Lord, I see this man's feet and he's in slacks and he has very nice dress shoes on and he's walking on the edge of the stratosphere in Vegas. And I don't want know how I knew that it was the stratosphere in Vegas because you could only see like a little bit of the metal he was walking on. But I knew that's where he was. Mind you guys, I've never been to Vegas. I don't think I'll ever go in my life. Um, but I just knew and I could knew that's where he was. And I could see his black slacks and his black shoes. And he was just walking on the edge. He was kind of teetering off a little bit and then teetering back on. And for some reason, I knew that the Lord was showing me my husband. I knew those were my husband's feet. And I knew in that very moment, I needed to pray for him. I needed to pray one of the strongest prayers I've ever prayed in my entire life. I needed to come at that prayer, full prayer warrior. And I did. Prayed for probably another hour for him. And the whole time I could just see his his feet walking along the stratosphere in Las Vegas, teetering to the right and teetering to the left. Almost looking like he was about to fall off, then catching his balance and coming back on. And the whole time I saw this, again, I was praying, Lord, keep him on the right path, Lord. Keep him from teetering off, Lord. Keep him on the path that's going to get him to me. Keep him on the path that's going to get him to the life that we're supposed to have. And I was just praying, like I said, for about an hour, this vision rolling around in my head as I'm praying. And as I was done praying, I felt content and I felt at peace. And I felt like he was safe and I fell asleep. Woke up the next morning, didn't think too much about it, just thought it was a weird night. I'm a weird Christian girl. <laughs> we do weird things like that. And I just went on with my life. I think it was about a month later I met my husband. Or maybe a little bit longer after that. But when we were together, the amazing part, guys, this is amazing. Um, this is where it ties into the song. When my husband and I were together, we compared life timelines. And the night that I was praying for my husband, 
my husband was in Vegas. The night that I was praying for my husband and saw his feet walking along the stratosphere in Las Vegas, Nevada, my husband was in Vegas. My husband was at a point in his life where he was also so done with dating and so done with it not working out that he was teetering in his life. Be the good guy that you've always been. Fall off and just say, oh, forget it. I'm just going to live a wild and crazy life. No, I'm going to try and be the good guy. Oh, no, I'm just going to be the party guy. He was having that moment in Las Vegas as I was praying for him. So don't think that your prayers are empty and that they hit the ceiling and fall back down. I literally prayed for my husband in a moment that he needed someone to pray for him. He needed that covering of prayer. My husband needed me to pray for him our entire lives, waiting for him. I needed the discipline and the relationship and the conversations with Jesus, praying about my husband. I used to pray for that blonde, pale, blue-eyed boy. That's what I got, guys. (laughs) But I just wanted to point out the specific time of prayer and the specific way that this song just made me think of it. The song says, I didn't know you from Adam, but I prayed for you. Isn't that where we should be in our faith? That... We, just, we don't see the outcome. We don't know where it's going to go. But we're still actively praying. And we're still active in our faith. We trust God. We trust that He hears us. That we're in relation with Him. And we know that our prayers count. Your prayers count. I think to the times I was praying for ex-boyfriends because I thought they were the one. Remember the specific time I was praying for an ex-boyfriend and I thought this guy was the one. (laughs) And I, it was like our fifth time breaking up. And I'm at a, a prayer night at church and I am face first on the altar my face is pressed up against that carpet (laughs) which was very itchy but um and I'm praying and I'm thinking that my prayers are for him because I'm specifically praying for my husband and I'm praying for the attributes and the relationship and, and all of those things that come in to praying for your husband. I'm praying for those very specific things. And I'm thinking I'm praying for this one guy. But my prayers still counted for my real husband. For the man that would actually be my spouse. I just didn't know it. I just didn't know him yet. 
but I was still praying for him. So I just want to encourage you with a relationship or with something else in your life, keep praying for it. Keep covering that situation in prayer. Keep talking to the Lord about it. Because your prayer counts. One day you'll see that. One day you'll compare timelines or you'll look back and you'll be like, yes, that prayer in that specific moment or all of these prayers together was for this. I prayed for this moment and here it is. Because that is an awe moment when you realize you have everything you've ever prayed for or you're getting something you specifically prayed for. It is a wonderful moment with Jesus. And I I want you guys to have that tenfold with all of the things that you're praying for. It's a beautiful moment with Jesus. It's a beautiful moment in your life. So keep praying. Listen to Matt Stell prayed for you. It's a good song, guys. Um, I hope you guys gleaned a little bit from those two things that I was talking about today. Again, you are appreciated. Your time is appreciated. Thank you so much for listening to Church Girl Rehab. I am your host, Natasha Ingman. Have a blessed day.